Welcome to another FatStacksBlog.com podcast episode. Today is the first podcast income report for FatStacksBlog. I've been publishing income reports for a few sample niche sites or content sites that I've owned for a number of years now. This is the first time I'm doing it on a podcast, so this will be different. But in a nutshell, I'm going to rip through the numbers give you a few updates what I'm doing with my content sites in September and call it a day. So yeah, this is for September 2019. Let's make that clear. The other thing I really want to make clear is this. My income reports are merely a few sample niche sites or content sites I own. It does not include traffic, revenue, expenses, anything pertaining to the Fat Sacks blog. It's just not included. That's a totally different beast, separate site. Not included, not relevant. I just showcase a few of my niche sites merely to illustrate that this content publishing business or model can be a good little business. The other thing I want to make a point of is that I actually don't have that big of a business. I'm really just a publisher of a few fairly small sites, ones that one or two are, I don't even know if they're mid-sized if you compare it to what's out there on the web. I mean, there are many, 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 many sites much bigger, more profitable, and with a lot more traffic than me. I'm, I'm merely one dude who's built up a few content sites and fortunate enough to make a business out of it. So, let's jump in the numbers. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump straight into revenue for seven of my niche sites over the years I've I started with just profiling two niche sites on the income reports. Now I do seven. Just so you get an idea of how things grow, stagnant, or in some cases decline. So total revenue for the seven sites in September 2019, 42,584. Let's call it 42.5. That's US dollars. Most of that is from one site. Call it site one. And that had revenue of 33700 Site 2, which is just an affiliate site, 5400 Site 3, 2400 Site 4, just shy of 1000 The last three tiny new sites, barely doing anything. All three get together, don't even crack 100 In terms of where the money comes from, I'd say 85 or 90% of it is display ad revenue. That's AdSense, various ad network, your usual suspects in display ads on a website. Also includes a video ad. Video ads are very, very lucrative. I highly recommend you put one on a, on a content site if you have one. Site 2, which I've been profiling for a number of years in these reports, is a affiliate site with uh, email marketing funnel added to it. It's a very narrow audience. The site's not really growing, but it's not declining either. Although I did take a hit about two years ago when one of the main merchants I promote cut my recurring commission off by about, I don't know, 40%, 30%. It was a lot. So I took a hit there, but but whatever. I've moved on. I, I still work with them. They were way above market, so I stuck with them and still do really well by them. So other than that, Site2 being mostly affiliate, the rest of them are primarily earned from display ads. So that brings me to another reason I do these income reports, because 
for years when I got started in this business, everybody said, don't use AdSense, don't use display ads. It's a waste of your time. You can make, you can monetize in way better ways. And for some sites, it's true. Display ads are not the best option. But for a lot of content sites, display ads are your best bet. So give them a shot, unless you're killing it with whatever you're doing now. So that's the revenue side. Let's talk about the expenses side, because you got to spend a few bucks to make bucks in this business. But I will say this for being a content publisher. You do not have to spend an inordinate amount of money every month to make a nice income. You really don't. My total expenses for September was 5521 bucks. It's not a whole lot. Half of, Over half of that was for uh, virtual assistants, which came in at uh, just under 2800 My hosting costs 1200 So between those two, that's pretty much a lion's share. And then the usual batch of software, AWeber, Ahrefs, JotForm, some screen share stuff, etc., etc., makes up the balance. Not a whole lot. I, I really do try to limit the software that I subscribe to. I don't buy many courses, if any. Most months I never do. I really actually keep a pretty tight eye on expenses because it makes a difference. I mean, I could have easily spent another 4000 on stuff I likely wouldn't have used, and that would have been $4,000 less in my pocket. So I'm very mindful of expenses. And a good exercise to do every month is to actually compile your revenue and all of your expenses because you'll probably be amazed at stuff you're throwing money away on that you're not using. I used to not do this, and I had really no clue what my bottom line was every month. And I started doing it right down to the penny, everything. And it was amazing the amount of waste I found. I canceled a bunch of stuff, really cut my expenses, and it made a huge difference. That's not the end of the story, though. All right, so net income at this point would be $37,063. Now, that's what I consider the true net income. But I bet you might be thinking, well, what about your writer costs, content costs? Well, yeah, there is a content cost of 2600 bucks, which is not a whole lot. I've spent more, some months I've spent less, kind of depends on my needs. In this case, it was 2600 bucks. I don't really consider content an expense. I consider it more of an investment. And I wrote a whole blog post about this, and it, this is a highly debatable issue. Even the website brokers will debate this. It's contentious. On the one hand, the way I see it is I'm investing in the future. So the content I have on the site is what generated the revenue at current point. And so any content that I've currently paid for is really geared toward future growth. Right, That's one view. The other view, the opposing view, and this camp would consider content an expense and deduct it from what would be considered net income, is that you need to invest in content or spend money on content in order to have the website that you have. So if you spend on average 5000 a month on content, then that is an expense. And it's a viable view, and I get it, I understand it. So that's why I include it in the income reports, just so you get a sense of what I am spending on content. So if you, if you consider content an expense that would render net income of just under 35000 bucks.
Anyways, we could debate that all day long. Wrote an extensive post on it. You can check it out. It's on fatsexblog.com. Let's talk about re, uh, revenue sources. Where does all this revenue come from, from my sites? And I talk about it like it's a lot. This really isn't a lot. Now, if you've just started and you're making a few hundred bucks, that's awesome. So, yeah, I guess I suppose this is a lot. But in the big scheme of things, I mean, there are sites out there that do ridiculous sums of, of revenue and traffic and probably don't have a whole heck of a lot more expenses than I do. And I, I love this business because of how you can keep your expenses so ridiculously low. There's pretty much no overhead except for hosting. I mean, hosting is the only thing you absolutely have to have. Everything else is optional. I employ some great VAs, but that's optional. Content, I could write it myself. That's optional. Now, for a website like Washington Post, which is world-renowned for punching out hundreds of very good articles a day, their journalist costs are not optional. Their business would go down the tubes if one person was trying to write it all. That just wouldn't work. But for, for, for an outfit like mine, I could get by with even lower expenses than I have. So let's talk about revenue sources. The, the, the big one in September was AdSense. Straight up AdSense. Nothing fancy. AdSense code on my site came in just under 13000 bucks. The other big revenue source was Monumetric, which is a header bidding ad network that I've worked with for quite some time, and they're on most of my sites. That came in at 10600 September, I threw a couple of sites, mid-sized sites, on Ezoic. I use Ezoic over the years. I test them. They're a, a ad display ad split testing software. It's pretty cool. I really like it. After 30 days of testing, the results were one site increased nominally 4 or 5%. Another site increased by 50%. So that was very cool and surprising. I didn't expect that. So Ezoa contributed 2000 bucks to uh, the revenue. Amazon affiliate account, 1875 A video ad that I use across all my sites, and I strongly recommend a video ad. I have it by default silent. There's nothing worse. CNN does that. You go on their site and blam, some video blaring. I can't find it. I can't turn it off. Anyways, I don't do that. I hate sites that do. So silent video ad, but it does autoplay. Generated 6200 bucks a month, which is fantastic because that, that really is gravy cash. I also have some recurring affiliate uh, arrangements with some companies. Nothing, again, nothing to do with fat stacks. Totally separate. I have uh, other niche sites that I don't talk about. Uh, the recurring affiliate stuff comes in around five, fifty-five hundred bucks a month. So that's primarily pertaining to site number two. That wraps up the financial side of the September income report just want to make a few comments about some updates that's happening that happened in September. The first is uh, I'm trying to ramp up fat stacks. First off with this podcast, which is new, and I've never done it before, and I launched it in September, and I've enjoyed doing it. We'll see how it goes. Obviously, podcasting is the thing right up there, the video text-based blog posts, I suppose, are obsolete. No, I'm kidding. I like them. It's still my preferred way of doing this business, but the writing's on the wall. Podcasting and video is huge in terms of 
attracting a larger audience. The other development was throwing a couple of sites on Ezoic for some ad testing, see what I could do with revenue. Already discussed that. Mixed results. Lastly, I actually stepped up my writing game, not for fat stacks, but for a couple of my niche sites. It's interesting because I think back when I started years ago, I didn't have the resources to hire writers. It was all me. I wrote everything. And I wrote like crazy. I wrote every day. I wrote a lot. I wrote many hours. And that's what did it. It's sort of doing it again is kind of bringing me back to the roots. I want to do, I'm I'm basically experimenting with some new types of content, which I typically like to do. I don't like the outsource experimentation. I want to see if these things work, whether they resonate with an audience, whether it fits on the site, how it performs. So I'm trying some new things and I'll see how it goes. It's been kind of fun. I've been busier than usual, but it's also helped keep my content costs down. And I think in the long run, I'm going to come up with some new content ideas that are going to be winners. I'm also going to come up with some that'll be losers. That's a wrap on the September income report for fatsacksblog.com. Thanks for listening.